Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. Hey, hey, Chris. Hey, buddy. Can you see me? I, I'm not on video uh, yet, am I? No, I can't see you. Not yet. Okay, just wait. I'll get my, my producer. My wife will get us all. Oh, although I do like that picture. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I, I wasn't supposed to get that done. I was at a Comic-Con. They're like, you cannot get your picture taken with him. And I leaned over and that guy scared me. There's four shots of him sneaking up behind and scared me. Nice. There I am. Hey. Nice. There you are. There we are buddy. Yeah. Good. How are you doing, man? Good, man. Yeah, nice to finally see you. I've heard, of course, a lot about you through our buddy Brent and stuff. But uh, cool. yeah, man, thank you for taking some time here to, to join us. We have uh, Chris Machete. He's an artist, musician, podcaster. Uh, which is taking up most of your time right now, lately? Oh, the art. So yeah, do you want me to give you a brief rundown of... of yeah. Uh, okay, so check this out. So... My name's Chris Cochran, but they call me Chris Machete, and that will come in the story in a second here. So I started out, I went to nearly 90s. I'm closer to 50 than I am 40. Let's just say that. Same. <laughs> so Same. right on, right on. So we're Gen Xers, right? So yeah. I went to, in the early 90s, I went to, and still, the best comic book school in the world. It's in New Jersey, um, the Joe Kubert School of Comic Book Art. You can see ads for it in Marvel Comics all over the place. Uh, the, the kids, Adam and uh, Andy, are huge comic book artists right now, doing all the great stuff. So I learned there. And I did a little bit of inking. I started doing some inking for some pros. I got some good work out there. And I thought, well, I'm going to take like a, a you know, it, it was pretty in-depth college and university. You know, these stories my daughter tells me, I, I didn't have that. I was in like the, the part of New Jersey where I was the only white dude there. There was like a curfew, man. It was, there was a, there was a, a code on the door to get in. And I had like six hours of homework a night. So my college experience was a lot different than say my daughter's. It wasn't <laughs> right. college life, right? No, it was like watch your look over your shoulder man I, I, that's a whole other podcast is my life in new jersey man i could tell you some stories nice. so i did that and i did some inking and i thought oh, man that this was grueling i'm back in canada and i love canada um so I, so I started a band right this is and again this is when green day was was just coming out so i was like well, I, I love punk rock and i can do that you know what i mean it was it was in yeah. i can't write songs like billy joe obviously but uh the whole thing about just finding a bass player and a drummer um, and I found Brent who, who does a podcast on, on the network as well. He does a few of them. I think he has a life cast and the, uh, the coffee cast the coffee right? cast. And yeah, yeah. 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 So I hooked up with him and another gentleman we called Dent and he was on our show a while back. And we, and we did the, the, the summer, uh, party tour, I guess you'd like to say we played for cases of beer and, and smoke and whatever else that, you know, right. they wanted to give us. Um, and then it was funny because after that summer, all of a sudden it was like, we went from playing like in this little, little Port Perry area to Oshawa to Toronto in just the span of a summer. Right. We made all these friends. And next thing I know, it's, it's a, it's a decade career. I've been, I've opened for going and Mr. Machete. I opened for, and that's why they call me Chris Machete. So I was the singer guitar player, the front man for Mr. Machete. So Chris Machete was just natural. That's what everybody called me. Yep. Chris Machete. Yep. Um, so yeah. So dude, so we did, uh, we were like, we were like never the uh, the groom. We were always the best man. We were opening, right? So we toured with like some 41, uh, Goldfinger, Gob. Like, dude, we partied, man. It was, I'm so glad I got to do that. Especially now when we're getting <laughs> our age, right? Like, dude, I'm so glad. I, and there's, I meet people and and uh, like, you know how it is, right? You like you get those friends that are in the industry you're in. They're musicians, they're artists. Cause, cause they put up with you or put up with me anyway. That's the way I look right. at my, my friends, right? Sure, yeah. I feel the they're same all, sometimes, sure. Yeah, like musician family. And plus, you've, you, you've gone through things on the road and stuff. And uh, I'll run into people and they'll remind me of the greatest times I've had during that decade. And I'm like, wow, I'm sure glad I did that. You know, and I'm glad I remember it now. But now it's, it's uh, so after I did the music thing for a decade, and, and it was funny because we were still going, man, like we were on, uh, 
we were on a de- developmental deal and that's when we were out with some 41 like a lot and uh protest the hero were like super good friends of ours and uh, we we're playing lots of shows with them and it got to the point where i actually uh couldn't handle uh being in a van anymore and traveling oh, yeah. and thinking yeah you know like, what like a you grind to- that, that dude that's a grind that most people can't even fathom right yeah i i uh so and and uh, it developed some anxiety issues in me um the funny thing is, is that I have ADD. And then if you get put in certain uh, situations in life, I found that it escalates to anxiety. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You need to look after it properly. And, and our age, like they didn't look after it properly when we were young. You know no. what I mean? Like it was just like, ah, no. he's fine. He's just a little hyper there. You know, just yeah. smack him in the ass under the corner. Same thing. Yes. Right? right. You know? Yeah. So, so that, that turned into anxiety and man, it was just like, I felt bad because it's like, okay, guys, I know we're on the cusp of doing something really cool, but I'm out. And uh, I lost a couple friends over that. I, I, yeah, because we're not cool anymore. But for the most part, the people that stuck with me are still my best friends in my life from that situation. So from there, um, I had a duplex in, in Port Perry. So it was like two apartments, right? And we were renting out the one side to some relatives of my wife because I was on the road all the time. I wasn't home. So we were doing that for extra income and whatever. And then when I came home, I decided to, instead of rent that out, to turn that into a music school slash art school. And that was, I was living in Port Perry, Ontario, which is near Oshawa, which is near Toronto and very expensive. My friend, Oh my God, my hydro bill. Like I, it was, I, if I remember correctly, it was pushing like $500 a month, what? which is, yeah, I know. Right. And you're, you're phoning them up going, is this right? And it's all, it's all in the delivery charge, sir. And I'm like, well, I can see where it's coming from. Do you want me to go get it? Like, cause the building <laughs> was right it. behind my house. Like wow. delivery. Yeah. I was nuts, man. But That's everything crazy. was like that. Right. Cause it was just a little tourist town, you know, and it was very, very, uh, you know, a lot of the voters were the PC voters. So they're a little more in the upper class kind of thing. Right. So I was in there, this punk rock dude in there teaching guitar lessons and art, to all these upscale uh, parents, you know, people's kids. Kids and stuff. And the cool, yeah. That's yeah cool. The funny thing was, is that a lot of the parents were my age and they saw me play. So I, I thought that was cool too. So a lot of them, like when I was teaching the guitar lessons, man, I remember seeing you play at Trader Sam's, you know, way back over the, the, the summer when I was home from college and, or I saw you at Durham college or at this college. And so they're all bringing their kids there and man, it took off. Nice. I was teaching. Yeah. I was teaching like 20 kids a day myself. I had three other uh, teenagers working for me. I had a band program. Wow. We had, uh, Oh dude, we had like members of our lady peace coming in to do concerts, uh, Slash's band. Brent Fitz Brent, was Brent. in there many times. Brent was such a rad dude. We actually have video footage online of, of him and myself and a few of my selected students playing uh, Good Times, Bad Times by Led Zeppelin. Nice. And then we, yeah, dude, it was great. And we did we did a little heavier version, right? But And then you got this little kid with long hair just going up to the front doing the solo. And Brent's just smiling and laughing. Like, oh, my God, right? Because we didn't rehearse it. We just went in there and did it. Like, he showed up. He did his deal. He talked to them. And we just played it. Yeah. And then another one, oh, and I'm blanking on his name, is the singer from uh, The Killer Dwarves, Russ, Russ Dwarf. Um, so the singer of The Killer Dwarves came in as well because uh, one of the kids I taught, her dad was Getty Lee for Rush's bass tech, man. He's on their DVDs. So imagine this. <laughs> That's I, I, awesome. I, I, yeah, a guitar player. And I taught bass lessons because I could play the bass. Too. I just thought, all right, I got to learn how to play bass. So I'm teaching this, her, his daughter, uh, bass tech from Getty Lee's daughter, how to play these bass songs. And I'm, and she's just like, yeah, I want to learn, I want to learn YYZ. I'm just like, Oh shit. You know what I mean? I'm still trying to keep it cool. Cause dude, she's, she's basically like, like, can you play my dad's parts? Yes. Yes. Like, you know, can you do this? Can you do this? So, so I taught her, but it was so nerve wracking, but she played in, in this gig with, uh, with, with Russ from the killer Dwarfs, And we did 
uh, Jailbreak by, but not nice. not by ACDC, by uh, Thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, man. Nice. And it was so great. So the school dude was getting legendary. It was getting to the point where I was getting phone calls from other schools that were just saying stuff like, you know, stop teaching lessons from our book. And it's like, we don't use a book. Chris teaches. He's never been to school for music. He and, you know, and, and then um, other other things that the, I, the city was overcharging me for shows and they were benefit shows. There was a lot of things that the small town was kind of I was almost feeling like they didn't want me there. Do you know what oh. I mean? Like like the kids did. But the people that ran the town, I, whenever I tried to do anything, um, they wouldn't let me or they would overcharge me. Um, here's a perfect example. We rented a huge hall down there. They over they they took forty uh, percent of my ticket uh, earnings, and I had to use the sound the sound guy that was the son of the lady that was the liaison between me and and the the place. Right. So some right. some politician in Port Perry. No nepotism just, going on here, dude. It was horrible, and I hate that stuff. Like I yeah, hate that's terrible. I hate that. Like you know I hate people ganging up on the little guy but check yeah. this out todd so the show's about to start and i'm talking to the sound guy and i'm thinking all right dude you don't like i don't like to judge people by what they look like but this guy did not look look like he's like was knew anything about rock and roll to begin with maybe he knew about sound but this is a rock school we got like you yeah, know yeah. brent fitz coming in some celebrities so i talked to him and he goes oh yeah well i, I had to do this rick emmett show and everybody was so mad at me and rick emmett wouldn't even talk to me after and I'm like, what did you do? He goes, oh, they just didn't like the sound. So what do you think all the parents did to me after the show? Well, you know, it was a great job, Chris, but I couldn't hear my kid. And I had to pay that guy 500 bucks to screw up my show because of a lady who was on the town council. Right. So, man, I wow. had, again, it, it was funny, though, Todd, because I had like the band. I had the band right on the cusp of me being you know, on the road constantly. And I had to make a decision. So I was on the cusp of me having my school you know, I should buy like a bigger place. I should rent out a bigger place. I got, I could expand. I could really take over. Yeah. But do I want to do it here in Port Perry? And that's when uh, my daughter uh, moved to Vancouver to work for Brent, Brent Donnelly, doing all okay. the shows. So yeah, Brent's yeah. showing her, hey, check this out. We're going to do a U2 show. I'm going to, you know, here, and now you're going to run the scenes in Vancouver, right? So she left and, and moved to Vancouver. I was like, well, she can leave Port Perry. I can leave Port Perry now. So that's when we looked and I'm in Kingston now. And that's I right. tell you, so, so check this out, Todd. I've been in Kingston for three years now. Um, I have been hired by the public school up the road, Catwood School. I've been hired by the public school on the other side of me, the Westbrook one. Um, and they're paying me to go work with their kids. They, 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 they like cherish that I'm, I'm going to take my time to work with these kids. I tried to work with the kids for free in Fort Perry. Oh, no, man. No, we're not school. Thanks, though. That, is that Aussie tattooed on your hand? Oh, yeah. The, you know, Oh, wow. Yeah, um, that's okay. That's okay. And it's funny because you can see them looking at stuff like that, right? Yeah. I've, worked with, I've worked with mental health. I still do. Still work with all these people. Um, the, men, the Kingston Mental Health has hired me on to do uh, uh, comic book art therapy. I nice. talk with people who are coming out of comas. And don't remember a lot of stuff in their personal lives, but man, they remember comic book stuff, Todd. It's 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 all it's it's funny in a great way because these guys be like, I don't remember what I did last year at this time or who I was with, but I remember Wolverine number two thirty two on page number three, and it's great and it's great. And I just sit there and wow. talk to them. I wonder what that you? is. I wonder what that recall is. Why is it like that? That we can go to that <laughs> shelf and pull it out and go like, yeah, I got the first appearance of Punisher. I've got the, you know, it's why, amazing to see why it happen, is that? Todd. 
the passion maybe, right? Like the passion and the love for it. Um, I've, I, I've surrounded myself by all the, like, I wish I could pan. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just looking and kind of pecking and hunting you know, and, and seeing what you I got. Up on, it looks awesome. Thank you. Thank you. This is where I draw my tables right over here. Um, and I just have to surround myself by this. I shut the door. Yeah. And I just surround myself by it. Um, it's funny because the logo kiss, when I see that logo kiss, yeah, I think back to when I was like seven years old, my parents took me to see the dynasty tour. Nice. Last one with Peter Chris. Right. And just that whole era. Like I don't, I don't, the new kiss, I can't really get behind. Um, yeah, but same. Ace, Peter, Paul, and Gene. Yeah. Oh, man. Those days, the, the late seventies, like those were the days, man. Kiss me, Stefan. I'm like blew my mind. Yeah. Can I step crazy. watch that? Can I step watch it? Okay, Chris, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, so I got out of sorry, so I got out of Port Perry, came to Kingston, dude, and I'm working for everybody. The film festival, like art council. I'm doing something for the Heritage Society uh this right. next week online. And I'm like, you know, I was trying to do this for free in Port Perry. They are paying me a lot of money to do it here, my friend. Right. And and they love me and they they like the fact that I'm willing to help. So that's what happened there. And now um I'm I'm, I'm my main gig. As I started Machete Comics, there it is. Um, so I've come full circle, Todd. I started doing comic books, got sidetracked by, by drinking and partying a lot and playing in a band. And then I got sidetracked by, by um, the future and helping them and keeping rock and roll alive. And now we got a shutdown and I, you know, I full, full force into art and drawing and I'm getting a lot of work. It's great. It's great. Nice, dude. And doesn't it feel going back to, you know, the city and, and doesn't it feel nice to be appreciated? Yes. Yeah, right? Especially in like Kingston. Where the tragically hips from and and right. I, I'm, I'm jamming with people and buddy's like yeah you know like i don't know names um um but you know rhythm guitar player lives three doors down the road it's like what and, and my daughter's uh now working for one of the bands here and again i'm blanking on names um but they're huge now they they just opened for the stones uh just opened for the stones uh yeah yeah kingston band shot they got that song shotgun glorious sons yes glorious sons here from kingston too right and my daughter's doing their merch like collecting their merch Oh. taking tabs on it okay. and she and, and yes yeah, so and she works at the cannabis store so she brings me home <laughs> treats all the time she brings me home all these treats you disgrace she, she'll tell nice. what kind of mood are you in dad it's like hmm sativa need some energy dude okay well i got a chocolate bar for you you know what yeah. i mean like life is so good here buddy um yeah. and, and it's Sounds another like example it. of just being like if you have something that you think you can do you may need to move to do it but dude you can you can fulfill those crazy childhood dreams man yeah you just need the right people it's around not- you and behind you yeah, that first step too, right? Like just to get that first leap. To it. First, <laughs> sometimes it's a big one. So yeah. what was what was like? What was it that hit you first? Was it um, the music or the or the drawing and art? It, it was Spider Man. I remember. Uh, it's funny because I remember my my first Spider Man experience and my first Kiss experience vividly, vividly. Yeah. And maybe that's part of the thing about with the mental health, right? Like, like yeah. I, I, I I couldn't give you details about my first girlfriend, but man, I can tell you all these things about like kiss and Spider-Man. So, sorry. So um, I, I was, I remember I was in grade one, I was homesick from school and my dad bought me home, brought me home a stack of Spider-Man comic books. And that was it. And I, I have um, it's on the wall. I have the one on the wall there, but I, again, I wish I could turn cause I still have it. It's beaten up, but it's in a frame on the wall there. Yeah. Well, go, gra- go grab it. Oh, you paused. You're stuck. We're getting you back. Um, and it's ah, oh, there it is, there it is. Nice, nice. Oh, dude, nice, man. So, and that's like the first of the clone saga when uh, the tranche when uh, first of the clone saga when cloning just started. Okay, 
my internet said it's unstable. Are we still good here? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're still good. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Great, 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 yep, great. Yep. Yeah. So, so that's it. My dad bought me those home from, so he's responsible for that, which is funny because he's a, he's a sports and uh, car guy. Right. But brought me home the spot. And then that became the thing when I was sick, my dad would bring me home comic books. Okay. So it's, it's it, at that point, it would be what uh, John Romita Jr. Would be the yes, artist or exactly good call, buddy. Yes. Yes, exactly. No, that's, that's who it was. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So which, which artists were, were the ones that kind of grabbed your attention? Like, what did you think of the Todd McFarlane speaking of Spider-Man? Like his Amazing. Spider-Man to me was like fucking gangbusters. Was it two ninety eight and then up? Yeah, that's it, buddy. That's exactly it. And then he brought Venom in, right? Yeah. And I still have all those for like cover value, like 50 cents or whatever they were. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love Todd McFarlane. He is one of my all-time favorites. As a matter Kill of fact, it. The, uh, the main character in here, well, this will tell you right here, Todd. Okay. My main character's real name is Todd Kirby. There so you got go. Todd McFarlane and Jack, and Kirby. Jack Kirby. Dude, Jack Kirby. See, I, we did a podcast last night and we were talking about the Silver Surfer. And it's like, oh, yeah, uh, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby created him. It's like, mm, okay, well. Mephisto number three, first appearance, I have it. You have that? Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. My earliest comic I have is X-Men number six. I think I got something like that as well. X-Men was my, was my favorite. And, and I have, I know yeah. for sure I have from 121 and up to like maybe 400. John Byrne issues, right? And, With Chris and, Claremont. Dude, so good. Like the, the Phoenix saga was fucking so good, yes. man. Like the Hellfire Club were brilliant as well, right? The Elite Society. That's yeah. when I came out on the X-Men, which is funny. You mentioned that I, we were at, uh, at uh, my grandmother's cottage. There's this tiny little variety store and like, oh, comic books. And it was an X-Men one. And it was yeah. uh, when they were fighting the Hellfire Club. They're all in a pile. It was like, like, is... what, like around 190? No, no. This would have been like 132. Oh, well, what am I thinking at 190? Well, there was a second incarnation of the, well, they came back again. But the ones I'm thinking of are, are the late 70s, early 80s with John Byrne and Chris Claremont, their first run. When Wolverine just kind of, because they were going to ditch him, right? Right. Um, and then, and then uh, John Byrne came in, who's a Canadian. He was like, oh, no, 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 no. We got to use this guy. So yeah. that's, and then there was the one issue where he fought the hellfire club and it was Wolverine alone. And there was that last shot of him coming out of the sewer going, now it's my turn suckers. And that was just like, what the hell? Totally. This isn't Spider-Man. This is like way beyond way beyond. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. who are, I, I got, so what, what do you still buy comics at all? Uh, or, yeah, sometimes. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I do. Yeah. I still, I mean, I don't collect anymore. I used to yeah. collect like a maniac. I used to collect like the, the issues that, that I collected, I would collect like two. So I would bag one right away. And then the other one I could read, right? Yeah, yeah. So did you buy like a million copies of X-Force number one like I did or Darkhawk number one or anything uh, like that? X-Force I probably did, yeah. Uh, Dude, I, I got like thought... 20 copies of that. <laughs> really, yeah. I do. I mean, I, and that was Rob Leefield, I think, was the... Yes, Rob. Yeah, the, the no-feed guy, right? But he but, created Deadpool. That's right. Wow. And that's big, oh, no. man. Fucking Deadpool, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. really? Could well, you just please create one of the biggest superheroes ever? I know. And well, such a, like... The... And he's and Deadpool's, you know, I have an eight year old and a 10 year old. So Deadpool's like tricky to explain, especially the younger when they're a bit younger. Like he's a good guy, but he does bad things. Sure does. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like the bad conscience of Spider-Man. Right. And and how about, do you remember um, Art Adams? Oh, geez. Yeah. When yeah, he was doing stuff uh, with X-Men and all that. Oh, dude, his amazing stuff. He did a run on The Walking Dead, too, where the covers all linked together. Right. And they were fantastic. Yeah, I'm a big Art Adams fan. I always thought like... that Art Adams was uh, was uh, Todd McFarlane's, um, like, not 
the muse, I guess, of, of Todd, Far- Todd McFarlane. I th- always yeah, thought that yeah. his art kind of emulated Art Adams style. All those little details and, they put in the background, which yeah. is great, right? And that pops the figure out more. It, it's so brilliant, you know? Totally. It, like, it, and, and like the webs that McFarlane, like McFarlane changed Spider-Man. I yeah, don't know and what the, the cape and shit uh, when it was when it got to spawn and all spawn, that. Like, yeah, how many copies of Spawn number one do you have? Oh, I probably have a few, three, four. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> there, I think there's a new movie of that coming out, which should be good. But Tom McFarlane right? is just oh. such a great person, though. Like listening to him, listening to him talk. Yeah, totally like, right. Like all the I interviews. Went up to yeah, I went up to Marvel, and you know, my dad worked in the factory, and he got a plaque. Where's my plaque? I want a plaque. You know what I mean? Give me something. <laughs> And it's funny too, because Tom DeFalco, one of the editors in chief, was like, "Stop doing those spaghetti Spider-Man lines. Make the eyes smaller." And Todd McFarlane's like, "Wait a minute, I'm the number one artist in Marvel, yeah. which is the number one comic company in the world, and you're telling me how to draw Spider-Man? Wait a minute, wait a minute." And that's yeah. brilliant because that is per- that's that's an editor being jealous of the artist, which oh, is kind of cool. like my situation in Port Perry, where like, I'm- oh, that's exactly it, man. That was exactly it in Port Perry for you. Yeah, I, it's, good. it's good. See, I don't talk to a lot of people about this stuff, so it's nice to hear that uh, somebody else agrees with me on that. Yeah, you know what I mean? A hundred percent, it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, how about uh, Mike Mignola? Did you ever get oh, any yeah. his stuff uh, with uh, like Hellboy, Alpha man. Flight and Hellboy and all that? Mm-hmm. Man, he's yeah, amazing. He did some really good X Factor work later in the day as well. Um, but I loved his drawings. They're very. It was very simple, but his layout and the silhouette use was really great. Man. Yeah, really, really simple great. drawing but somehow he just nails it, right? And I can't remember how to pronounce the la- the, the the last guy I wanted to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. Uh Bill Sinkowitz, I think. Oh, Sinowix? Sinowix? I believe yeah, that's how he Where he was doing like a bunch Sinowix. of fours and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then is that when Beta Ray Bill came in as well? Uh, yes, around there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really like that stuff, man. That yeah, was really- which was issue 367. Nice, do you have that one? And and how that's in my mind, I do have it. Yeah, how that's oh, in my I mind, I, I have no idea. Nice. Well, see, again, I, I think that's why it helps the mental health is like you click uh, back to these things. So I'm yeah. terrible with numbers too, but you know, first appearance of Wolverine, Hulk 181. You know, I, I know these right. things. First appearance like of Punisher, Amazing Spider-Man 129. <laughs> what yeah, I yeah. I just, I just do. I don't know why I know it. Yeah, that's so, awesome. that's awesome that you're into comics like that. I didn't realize that. That's really yeah, great. Yeah, to- oh, totally. Dude, like it, when, when I was like in high school even, 13, 14, 15, my, my life goal was I'm going to own a comic book and collectible cards store store. Nice. That was, that was what I wanted to do. Ah. And then that would, uh, that would be great. Did yeah, you ever collect the uh, Marvel cards, those Marvel series cards with the hologram? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those have gone up. A, a set of those is now going for like 250 bucks on, on eBay. No now. way. Really? Yes. And there's a Stan Lee card in there called Mr. Marvel. And it's going for 50 bucks. I've got like six copies of that card because wow. I used to buy the boxes and the packs, right? And you just go through and whatever. But yeah, yeah so that, those are one of the ones um, you may want to go back and see if you have those because they're worth a mint now. And of okay. course, anything that anything's on TV, of course, like, you know, the, the U.S. agent uh, first appearance in Captain America is skyrocketing now. And the first appearance of Falcon is Captain America. So that's why I always like to follow up our podcast when we do like WandaVision. Or the, okay, now here's the comic books you want to buy, right? Because yeah. it'll take a $5 comic and bring it up to $50 to $100 after the series is done or the movie, right? But I think it's always kind of been like that, though. Even when we were younger, it was like that yeah. strike while it's hot kind of thing. Remember uh, the comic book Nom? Yes, and Punisher was in there for it, a couple issues, right? That's right, yeah. That was huge, like right out of the gate within the first six months, eight months of that. Like you could have sold the first issue for, fuck, 100 bucks, easy. Uh, and now it's probably not even worth 20 bucks. No, it didn't go anywhere, right? It didn't go anywhere, yeah. Mm, like I wonder what, what I wonder what my collection is worth, and I would hate to know what it's worth too, though, you know? Oh, 
Dude, probably not that much. No, I, I, I bet, dude, it's a different world now. See, that's, I sometimes like, I've, I've so many boxes of comics. I have a closet filled with them and right. I'll pull out a box when I'm just needed, you know, feeling bored or whatever, or need some inspiration for drying. I'll just go through and I'm like, holy crap, I'm married with children number two. They made a comic. You know what I mean? It's like, wow. Yeah, or I'll yeah, go yeah. through and find another one. Go, wow, I got this. This is great. I'm I like do the first that to you some time to time. Yeah, it's cool, right? Yeah. A little, little walk down memory lane. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot I grabbed that green lantern with the first mm-hmm. appearance of whatever, right? Ah, yeah. yeah. I also thought uh, Alpha Flight, when I'm retiring on Alpha Flight number one as well, but didn't have, but that's okay. That's yeah, okay. I, I got into Alpha Flight, though. And I think oh, me was, too. I, I think it was because of the Sasquatch and Puck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Great, great. Uh, Great characters and John Byrne as well. I followed him around a lot to whatever he did when he did. That was X-Men John Byrne as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. John yeah. Byrne did such a great job on everything he did. Yeah. Um, it's so so you, you don't buy a lot of the new comic, like, like you don't go down for new comic book day or anything like that. Oh yeah, no, I still go and. Oh nice. Oh yeah, so, still, yeah, yeah. I still go buy stuff. It's I okay, just don't great, collect. Great. I don't collect like I'm gonna get every issue. Of, I don't do yeah. that anymore. But like, oh that's cool, or grab a graphic novel, or or oh, those whatever. are great. Yeah. Uh, so the graphic. new Star Wars series. Have you read any of the new Star Wars series? There's Star Wars. No, I haven't. No. Okay. Cause what it's doing now is it's going in. It's what first went in between a new hope and empire. So everything you're wondering that happened in between there, you find in the comic book and it's good. Now I'm between empire and return of, and I'm at the spot where, uh, uh, Boba Fett is delivering Han Solo and Carbonite to Jabba the Hutt. And we're seeing all the behind the scene things. Now nice. also in the new Darth Vader that I picked up today, buddy. Okay. The new Star Wars movie, the newest one, I had a huge problem with. Wow. I don't know if you ever, you can see me go off on my podcast, on my, okay. one of my co-hosts. I'm sick and tired of people hacking on the movie. What do you mean? And I was like, you tell me what's good about it. And he couldn't. He couldn't. I, right. I don't know if I scared him because I was like, oh, and stuff. But Yeah, yeah. So in the new Darth Vader, he goes to Palpatine and Palpatine put Vader through all these trials, treating him like crap, right? Um, and so Vader, he finally takes Vader down to his, his hidden lair. And, and he's got all these, these little clones started. And Vader's like, what the hell's going on? So Palpatine takes him, spoiler alert here, Palpatine takes <laughs> Vader to this, this little little water kind of thing in the glass. And he looks and it's like, son of a bitch. It's Luke Skywalker's fucking hand. Nice. It's all started. All this stuff started with him cloning, him learning how to do it himself with Luke Skywalker's hand. How cool would that have been in the newest movie? Right. Wow. What? And instead of just like, oh, there's a whole bunch of Sith, Sith over here who are awesome. We're not going to talk about them. The mm-hmm. history of the Jedi. We're just going to have voices come in and we're just going to pass it over to this girl. That's it. Like, uh, oh, boy. So anyway, the comic books, Todd, fill in all the gaps. And oh, I'm so okay. amazed that more people aren't talking about it. Because yeah. uh, there's so many podcasts about, well, the Star Wars movies and we need answers to this. We need answers to that. They're out there, my friends. You just got to buy the comic books. Right. And they're stellar. Like I just bought them, but I have, I think they're downstairs, but it shows it's so it's such a great scene because it's, it's Palpatine leading Vader through these catacombs and all these, he takes him to the thing where there's all these crystals, Sith crystals, man, a pile of them. Nice. He's got them all down and Vader can feel it. He's coming near the room and he's like, Oh my God, man, I'm getting a headache. Right. And, and he sees the room and he can't even go in. It's so powerful. So he goes from there. The Emperor says, yeah, here's the start of it. Follow me down here. And there's all these partial clones starting from hands. Nice. The, yeah, so right. Cool. Yeah. And then he leads them to this hand, man. And it's just, and as soon as I saw the hand, I was like, fuck, it's Luke's hand. And it, it and then they flash back to Vader cutting his hand off. And you look at that scene totally differently. Because yeah. Palpatine manipulated Vader to chop that hand off so he could use it. 
mind blown. And that's in comic books, right? That's yeah. in comic books. That right. should that should that not have been in the last movie though? Probably should have like been, something yeah. like it's, that. You know what I yeah. mean? Like like the other yeah. There's, I could go on forever on that, Todd. Oh my gosh. Well, but, man, yeah. yeah. Star Wars for me too. Same thing. Like as a kid, it it monopolized like ninety five percent of my time. Oh, the greatest thing ever, my friend, wasn't it? Like that was the first the 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 New Hope was the first movie that I saw in theater. Wow. Good. Born, one. It, born in 73. So I was like four, nice. four years old, four or five years old. Yeah. You know, like thinking back, like what, what have I let my four or five year old watch a movie like that in a movie theater? Mm, I don't know, but that was the seventies. Yeah. Oh no. It's a totally prob- different generation. And, and, yeah. and probably on the way down to the theater, I was sitting in the back of the car in that little bubbled window seat with no, <laughs> you know, no, no seatbelt on. They're probably smoking a butt. Yep. Yep. And meanwhile, I was in the back of a, a station wagon. They're sitting in the very back window and looking faces at everybody. <laughs> totally. So I probably got there. Right? Oh, yeah, that's great, that's man. Awesome. Oh, the 70s were killer, though, dude. So I, oh. there's a lot of times I'll go to YouTube and I'll just put on best songs of, of 1973. You know what I mean? And it'll just go through all these memories and stuff or 78 or whatever, you know? Yeah. What's What was the music in your house, um, you know, as a kid? Just radio. That's the funny thing, bud, is my parents were not into music. My mom was, uh, or my mom is an amazing person. She was housewife. She worked as a secretary occasionally. My dad uh, owned a small car lot and he was into sports. He like, the, I am a Le- I have to lo- watch the Leafs. I, I, that's another funny one too, is if you can name like a number, I can tell you like, like not like number 29 was Mike Palmetier back in the day, you know, and okay, yeah. Bob Rouse being number two or number three, like just little silly things like that. That's how Darcy Tucker, you know, number 16. That's how I remember like codes and stuff is Darcy Tucker, Mike Palmetier, 16, 29, stuff like that. So, my dad was all sports and cars and my mom was just like, I, I can't remember. My mom was just into raising me kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I, it was funny when, so going back to like my dad introduced me to Spider-Man, I was shopping with my mom probably a year later in a mall. There was this huge kiss uh, cutout standy thing, right? For love gun with all the <laughs> yeah. girls in the front and everything. And I, was, and I just stopped. And my, I still remember this. And my mom will repeat the story. I stopped holding her hand. And I was just like, I want that. And she's like, you don't want the word kiss on your shirt. All these girls don't start kissing you. And, and for a minute there, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't want that. You know, I'm little. And I walked away and you know, I was like, <laughs> no, I want that. I, I, I want that. And, and they were behind me, though. They supported, like I said, they took me in 1979, the Dynasty Tour. The last one with Peter Chris to see them in Maple Leaf Gardens, man. And I remember all of that vividly. It was great. I can still see it on YouTube. Somebody's got a, that on there, too. So my mom in, um, introduced me to, co- and to Kiss, not on purpose. And my yeah. dad introduced me to comics. And both are huge parts of my life. And they're and not said- into either of them, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. And you said that there was a Spider-Man story uh, from when you were little. Oh, just the comic books, right? Like just oh, when yeah, my dad yeah, bought yeah, me yeah, the yeah. Spider-Man comic books, dude. Yeah. I, I thought you had a specific story. Like I, I have one from when I was a little kid and I met Spider-Man at the PE. What? Oh, I got to hear and, that. Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it was like, uh, uh, so I'm with my older brother. He's like three and a half years older and we had to go to the bathroom. So, you know, we're like, uh, hey, you know, hey, can we grab some money or whatever? And we're going to come back with some pop or some popcorn and all that. So my mom gave us like five bucks each and said, okay, each get your own drink or get whatever you want. And we'll see you back here in two minutes. Okay, cool. So we go take a, a leak and on the way to, and I still remember this, I'm like six or seven years old at this point. Right. <laughs> but uh, so I went and I, I take the leak and as I'm going to get in the line to get the, the pop, there's Spider-Man and it's a $5 thing to get a, a picture, a signed picture. Like, and they're not taking a picture, but like a, you know, a little black and white, he signs it and, you know, gives you a hug or whatever. So I spent my money on that and gotten shit. Cause I didn't get my pop. Oh man. That's awesome though. Oh, so good, man. Like I was just such a little kid and I just didn't care. I, I remember thinking I'm going to get in trouble for doing this. 
and I was like, I don't care. It's Spider Man. I gotta get Spider-Man. a picture with Spider Man. Oh, you don't have it still, do you? Uh, I think I might have it somewhere. Really? I do remember seeing it in the last like decade. Like since yes. I moved to where I am, I remember seeing it. So it's kicking. Well, that's an awesome other. memory to yeah. have to have that in your hand, right? I know, right? Great. Just a I, my little, wife and I got kid. to meet uh, got to meet Stan Lee before he died. No, and did that you? Was, yeah, at the Toronto awesome. Fan Expo. So we got to meet him, and it was great. And we, we, we and it's funny because I, being a musician, waiting in line for something, uh, people at concerts are are a holes. They're drunk and they're pushy and they're 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 rude. Oh, yeah. You're standing in line to watch Stan, and people are, are 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 on the outside walking by, bringing chairs up for ladies who've been standing too long. It's the opposite, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, everyone's like, smiling, oh, having a good yeah. time. Like just the it vibe's so, totally different, right? It was so cool, buddy. So so then my wife and I got in there, and I had to touch him. Like I just like I'm not aware of my, yeah. you know what I like my hand on his shoulder, and I was you like, saw hey, the yeah, shoulder, yeah, yeah, right. exactly. So I was like, Stan, can I put my hand on his shoulders? Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. So I put my hand on his shoulder, and we did the Spider Man thing. I got it up on my wall too, but it's really secured on there. I can't pull that one off. Dead. But um, and just say thank you. You know, I just stand your huge influence on my life. Thank you so much. Yeah, great, nice to meet you. You know, and away went. And and then yeah. it was funny because I left, and my buddy came in after, and he he's a funny guy. He's going, it's smiling Stan. And he just kept rhyming about Excelsior, smiling Stan. It stands. <laughs> nice. I could hear Stan like laughing his head off, and I'm like, Man, I wish I like smoked one before we went in there. Something I, I could have been funny or had a beer, or, you know, because yeah, I was just yeah. like, hi Stan, um, nice to meet you. And my buddy had him and had him just roaring, which That's is cool. Awesome. Which was so I'm standing. I was like, oh man, he's. I kind of want to see it going on. So I got to meet Stan Lee, which was great. So and, good, and dude. Put my hand on his shoulder. there, right? Which was wow. Cool. Jealous. I'm so jealous, man. Because, yeah, same for me. Like Stan Lee, he's, you know, pivotal or a key reason why I am who I am today. Oh, for sure. Him and, him and Jack Kirby, man. Like they just, yeah. they just shaped the way the entertainment world. They're like, I, 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 this is the one thing I'm impressed upon because we have a lot of people on our show Brent likes to bring people on our show who don't know anything about comic books and stuff so that they can ask me questions. Yeah. And it's fun, but it's so much more fun to talk to people who actually know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. But like, like, you know what they're talking about, with, which is, which is really, really great. But uh, I, I can't wait to get back out to the comic cons and stuff like that, you know, and, and really dive back in there. It's good that we got all this stuff on TV now, though, huh? you know, like the Disney channels really stepping up. Oh yeah. We have so much content coming out now. It's all, it's impossible to keep up. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's really it's uh, awesome though. Which superpower would you want to have? Oh, that's easy. I I would I want to be, like control people's noggins, man. Oh, a little Professor X. Eh? Yeah. Oh, you, yeah, like Professor X, like you know the uh, what do they call that? The, the uh, psychic. Psych- or not psychic. What do they call that? It's not psychic. Uh, te- telekinesis? No, no, that's levitation. Uh, uh, psionics? No. Yeah, psionic powers Psych- or something like that. Look! Look at a superhero geeks blanking I, on the word for. I know, right? <laughs> like, like Marvel Girl has, you know, like Jean Grey has that kind of like yeah, yeah, Professor yeah. X. Yes, yes, yeah. that's. I, I would like to have Professor X's powers, but yeah, my favorite, um, my favorite character. I would love to be. This is this is a joke I always say too. How you doing, Chris? Well, a little more, a little more Professor X and a little less Magneto today, or a little more Magneto, a little, little less Professor Xavier. But I love Magneto, buddy. Wow, what? The, the the best thing the x-men movies ever did was the intros of him um it was so heartfelt and and anyone who i've talked to, I, I can't get behind the x-men movies as a whole because the continuity is terrible uh, it's but terrible yeah the magneto stuff he should have had his own movie and then when they redid showed more with uh first class with the hellfire club and stuff um sebastian shaw wow dude wow what a great written story that poor kid and then to show how xavier grew up and to show how magneto grew up Oh, you yeah. get it. You get yeah. it. And that should have just been the movie there. Just them two 
growing up and then splitting at the end without all the extra characters, I think would have been great. Focus a little more on the layers of Magneto and Professor X, right? But, well, yeah, dude, I'd love to be able to read people's minds and kind of go, you know, these are not the droids you are looking for. And just kind of <laughs> totally, yeah, yeah. Uh, I How about like you? That. What, 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 what would you take? I always say teleportation. Oh. But beyond what Nightcrawler had, like teleportation um, to not just where you could see, but like just imagine that you're at the Eiffel Tower and you're there. And man, and minus the stench, right? Minus, oh, yeah, no. When he teleports, bam. it smells like sulfur. Apparently. Sulfur, yeah, no, no stench. And you're able to carry whatever you're able to hold. So, like, you could fire, fire, you know, firemen uh, carry some, one of your buddies or whatever. Boom, yeah. teleport wherever, right? That would make life so much easier too. I, so, like, how many times have you just said that too? It's like, oh, I gotta go visit my folks. I wish I could teleport over there and teleport home, man. That would be great, right? Because be you know, it, you know, ninety nine percent of the time I'd use it for good. Mm-hmm. But that one time where you just maybe need to teleport into the bank vault, yeah, yeah, and then out, of, you know, a little bit of overall, scratch, pick up some new comics, you know, maybe make the month a little easier. Oh, I'm behind hundred yeah. percent. Like overall, it'll be, you know, be, yeah. Uh, okay. I want to do a few and you can go as in-depth on these or just a real quick uh, answer to yes or who wins or who, who loses. Okay. Hulk, Superman. Oh, geez. I'm going to say Superman. Uh, see, Hulk's, Hulk gets stronger. Uh, the anger he gets, but he also gets less smart, you know, classic Hulk. And uh, nowadays he's, I don't know. Is he Professor Hulk, isn't he? I'm going to go with the classic Hulk versus Superman. And I'm going to say that Superman would win because he's smarter. He'd take him out in space and launch him off somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> totally. That, it, 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 he, he could do that to him. He could. So I'm going to go with Superman on that one. Spider-Man, Batman. <sighs> It'd be Batman because Batman would find a way. He's, he's just, that's, yeah. Batman would find a way. Thor and Bane. Oh, Thor, for sure. Thor Thor's like, he's a god. He's a god. And plus... See, Bane has, he's got the venom in him too, right? So you can take him down. He is smart and he is clever, but I still think Thor would. I, 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 that's a good question because a lot of people say, oh, Thor, he's, Thor's a god. He'd, he'd, he'd annihilate him. But Thor isn't the smartest guy and he's not the smartest god. He's super tough and he's great with fighting. But Bane could cleverly work something out to give him a run for his money. But Thor would win in the end. Storm or Guy Gardner, oh. Green Lantern. Jeez, because of course gonna, he's like he's a loose cannon. He totally is with the shaved noggin up top there, right? Yeah, I got. I actually got an issue of, of him against Lobo. That's really interesting. I'm a Lobo fan. Um, okay, so yeah, Storm versus Guy Lobo. Gardner. Wow, um, that's a really good question. I'm gonna go with Storm just because I think she would have more tricks up her sleeve, and I think that. Does how does the freezing work on his ring? Wow, that's a good question. That might come to a draw. Uh, if anybody, I would lean towards Storm just because I think she could keep pounding him down and stopping from, stop him from using Doing his anything. ring at her. Yeah. Yeah. Like if she froze his hand and he couldn't access the ring, would that work? I don't know. But I, I would say if I, from what I know, from, from my comic book knowledge, I would say Storm. Lobo, you, you mentioned Lobo. Oh, and I, I think it. that they've done this in comic book form, Lobo and Wolverine. Whoa, that, yeah, I have that, but it's a mockumentary of it. It's like a joke right. comic book of it, but I have it. Yeah. Um, wow, two guys who regenerate, right? Did you ever see Lobo on uh, that Krypton show or whatever it was? Mm, I'm not sure. Oh, dude, well, you can find just his segments on YouTube. Okay. You got to do it because it's amazing. It is Lobo. <laughs> it is Lobo it's done so amazingly. Good, right? Dude, it's the kind of thing where he's like, he's got to get 
behind this glass to get at somebody. Yeah. So what he does is, and there's a little opening, he gets his hand in there and the guy chops his hand off. Well, he regrows, his, he grows. So he kills himself and he regrows himself from the hand in that cell that he couldn't get into. Right. So gross. And, and he's, so he's walking around with no legs for a while. You know, you bastards, I'll get you. So it's really, really cool. Okay. So Wolverine and Lobo, man, that, and that would be like a 10 issue series, right? Cause it would just be a big one. You'd think one guy was dead. Next thing you know, Oh, no, he's back. He's back. <laughs> so I would say, I would say Wolverine because I'm, I'm a key believer and he's done this once to Hulk in a, it was like a comic book, but it didn't stick. It was another storyline. The, the popping that claw through your brain. I'm going to think that's got to have massive damage. All three of them right through your brain. I'm thinking that's got to be, yeah, super damage, and because I, I don't know, can Lobo? Can you burn Lobo up? Like, can you totally destroy him? I don't know. It's like Deadpool. Yeah. So, I, well, then again, so, so let's put it this way: if Lobo can't be, if 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 putting the the claws through his brain does not kill him, and he can regenerate his brain which would be amazing to be able to regenerate your brain exactly the way it was without any kind of difficulties. After. I can see a hand, right? But our brain is like meticulous. Then yeah. I would say Lobo because Wolverine could be, well, like when Wolverine went down, he was encased in adamantium. So if Lobo was encased in adamantium, <laughs> damn, he would be down too, right? Yeah. Wow. You know what? I think the universe would end. <laughs> that's it, that would yeah. be it. it would go <clears throat> the universe would end that, that's a good one man i you know what i'd have to sit down and, and have a couple smokes and a beer and really that's i mean that that's that's like a half hour podcast right there just dissecting it right what a great story that would be to write for for like marvel dc if they ever decided to do that kevin yeah. smith gets tapped for it or somebody right that would be like, you want me to write what oh my god okay you remember that those be, uh those team-ups the marvel, marvel team-ups team oh geez i got a ton I, of them i loved those as a kid man i thought those were the best yeah, yeah, they were good because it was it was an in and out story too, right? You yeah. didn't have to like invest. A, there's there's right. nothing worse than getting a, a comic book and you get the cliffhanger, and for some reason when you're a kid you couldn't find it again. Yeah, and then you get the one after, like what the hell? What the, ah! Yeah, now we can go to the comic book store. We can go online. It's so much easier now, right? Yeah. What are you still collecting right now? Oh man, so I still buy Daredevil or, or oh, reading. Daredevil. Yeah, well, I I Daredevil man, Daredevil it's just it's consistently the best comic book I think. Cause it's, it's, it's not like for adults um, right now, Electra's Daredevil um, Daredevil's in jail and has been, and the Kingpin is the mayor of New York. And wow. What a, what a great story. What a great mm. story. I still buy Spider-Man. He's got a new costume. It's blue. Not that cool, but you know, what's going to happen is they're going to give him back his, his original costume in 20, about 20 issues and it'll sell through the roof. Cause it's back. Yeah. Roof. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So I buy Spider-Man. I buy, uh, well, I was buying the walking dead. Um, but they, they stopped that comic book now. I buy uh, the Darth Vader comic book. I buy the Star Wars comic book because it's so good. The information is gold. I buy the Bounty Hunter comic book. Um, yeah, I buy a lot of them still, dude. Um, mm. And then wow. occasionally I'll grab something if I think it piques my interest. Um, all I got to do is just send an email or a text to my local comic store. And in uh, Adam, there's one right, right up the road from me. And then there's a big one downtown. So I've got Mark over here at the small one. I've got Adam downtown. And uh, if, if Mark doesn't ever have anything for me, I just text Adam. He's got nice. Because I'm always looking online too, right? Like, you know, what's what's accessible and, and what's a cool one shot. But the downtown store has dollar bins. So whenever I'm feeling it, man, <laughs> yeah. I'll spend like an hour there, dude. It's like, and they know oh, me, totally. right? I've had them on the show. And so it's like, pull the boxes out. And just 
go through yeah. them, sit on the floor, you know, it's, it's great. Yeah. So I make sure I'm in the right, right zone for that. And I go in there and they're like, Hey, Chris, how's it going? Well, you know, they're all in the back waiting for you. you got some new ones in there. They know. And I find so many great books in there. It's so therapeutic. So wow. I buy all the new star Wars stuff. I still buy Spider-Man. Um, I don't do Deadpool or anything like that. I like, and, and Daredevil. I really like Daredevil. And what else? There's more. Oh, uh, there's a new one called Strange Academy. So it's kind of like a Harry Potter school, but it's Doctor Strange and oh, okay. they're all young wizards. Oh, it's really good. Really, nice. really good. The art's great on it too. Yeah, yeah I, I love Doctor Strange. What a what a cool character. Always have. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, Steve did, did you ever think that it would be at where we are today when you were a 12-year-old kid? Like, did you ever, because I don't know about you, but I was, not that I ever was called a geek or whatever, because oh, you know, I, I was kind of. I was kind of popular or whatever. You nice. know, I had a bunch of friends and stuff and I never, mm-hmm. ever felt that way, but I knew that they kind of thought that it was geeky, that I liked comic books and that I read them and all that. And, you know, if it was a sleepover, I'd have a backpack of fucking 10 comic books, you know, or nice. whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, did you never, you never got that. You never did. Oh dude. I, I listen to this. Here's a, here's a great quote. Cause I could play guitar pretty well. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, so went to grade nine we went to this party we weren't supposed to be axed it was all older kids man this is my first real party kind of thing and you know you're kind of scuttering around trying to find somewhere to stand where you know oh geez that guy doesn't like me oh that guy sees me you know what i mean it's high school yeah so we got in this room there's a guitar there and one of my buddies says dude play the guitar play the guitar and some older kid heard yeah play the guitar shoved it at me man so i sat down dude and i played the finger tap into eruption flawlessly (laughs) <laughs> my buddy nice. my buddy i'll never forget this dude and, and then people were, were nice to me after it's sad but they were nice to me after um and my buddy says to me he says man and and in all seriousness he's dude he says if you couldn't play guitar like that you would be getting shit kicked out of you and i'm just like oh yeah right on. i know none of my friends collected comics i had to hide them dude it was one of those things that when they came over they were in a back room nobody you know no didn't talk to them about them which really? is why i yeah oh no dude that was it was my dirty little secret was my comic books, dude. It was like all, you know, heavy metal posters. I didn't have any Spider-Man stuff up. Um, I was still trying to collect, like, you know, the Transformers were just coming out when I was in, you know, mm-hmm. and they, they were so cool. I wanted to buy a lot of them. And, you know, did you just buy a Transformer? No. I had Transformers you know too, man. Like, yeah, they're great. So I didn't have that support. No, man. They, I uh, had to hide it all. I, I just, I just did. My brother gave me a rough ride, of course. Right. But it was just my brother really that was giving yeah. me a, a rough one. But back to my point is like, did you ever think in a million fucking years that it would be like super popular like it is now where there's like what six to 10 major Hollywood movies being made about the shit that we loved as kids? Oh man, well, dude, when they said they were going to bring the Infinity Gauntlet saga to, to life, mind blown. Yeah, just and then Thanos was done so well. He's totally. another guy that I'm huge fan of. Thanos, I just a great character, just layers, man. Like he, he just yeah. he's, he's trying to help, but in a terrible way. Now the cool thing about the Eternals movie, and I talked about this last night, and that's that coming that's, too. The Eternals oh, is at the end of the year, I think, right? Ah, that's going to be the sleeper one, Todd, because everybody's going, oh, oh yeah, Eternals. I don't know about, dude, it's, it's awesome. A, I akin it to if they were going to show where the Jedi and Sith came from. This is going to show where the Infinity Gauntlets came from, where heroes came from. You're going to see Thanos growing up. Dude, this is going to be this is going to be mind-blowing. And oh, the yeah. actors and the actresses in it are fantastic. I had a problem with some of the acting um, in uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier, um, especially uh, opposed to WandaVision. Because the actresses and actors, actors and actresses in WandaVision, WandaVision were amazing. Catherine Hahn. Oh my gosh. And seeing that one come to life too, about Scarlet Witch and the twins was just, 
again, a John Byrne story that started out there. And then they brought in uh, the Quicksilver there, the, the good one from uh, the X-Men. Yeah, dude, watching it all come to life is just blowing my mind. I'm so happy. You know what I mean? Like, it, cause it's, I, I say this to people all the time because it's like, I've got these. And the other cool thing is, is that my comic book collection, which I'm handing down to my daughter, and she's very excited about that. She's going to hand it down. This make this is making all these, you know, oh, you collect comics for way to go. Yeah. That comic I spent 50 cents on is now worth a hundred bucks. And that's like lowballing it, brother. You know right. what I mean? They're all escalating in value. So not only is it cool stuff that I enjoy and it just makes me happy. I know what's going to happen in most of it. So you're, you're the guy now. I got my buddy. You know, kids wondering what's going to go on with that Guardians thing. Is it, are they gonna, you know, what's going on? Who's this guy? Is Mm, okay, so I tell them, and now I'm the popular guy, right? Whereas, as, no, it's you know, come same, around. It is, dude. It is. So my comics are worth a mint, and people are yeah. jealous because I, I, I still, you still have that comic, you know, way back in the day. It's like actually I do, and it's in mint condition. Man, I, my kids got it. Everyone wants to get it. And it's worth like this, and right. yeah, dude, it's totally come around. It's like everybody wears Spider-Man shirts, Superman hats. Like it's just a way it's of just, life now. And the other is, cool yeah. thing is that the majority, Todd, the majority of these characters. We're created back in the late 60s, early 70s, man, with the exception of Deadpool, right? He's, he's probably one of our newest ones. But, uh, you know, Spider-Man, uh, the Fantastic Four, the Avengers, those are 60s kids, 60s creations, right? Let me, let me ask you this, mm-hmm. only because I'm ready in, in the pipe with what I think they should do. Yeah. What do you think that they should do for another, like, mind-blowing movie, Marvel? Yeah. Um, let, let, me, me throw this, let me throw this out oh, to yeah, you just go, to go, get go, your go, brain go. going. Secret Wars. Oh, geez. That's exactly what I was going right. to say. That's exactly Be- what I was going to say. Beyonder, first appearance of uh, Venom. Man, that machine in there that, that yeah, that was it. The cool thing, too, is to get the whole scheme of that. Like, okay, we got like, all these heroes thrown together. The X-Men are in here. We don't trust the X-Men. And then right. you got the villains. And villains are villains, man. They can't trust each other. You know, bring on the bad guys, man. And, of course, <laughs> Doom elevates above everybody because he wants that power. And what the layers that, that shows to Dr. Doom's character of him wanting that power, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's it's just, you know, you, you think, oh, he's, he's worked great with all these villains. <laughs> He'll use them to, to, to his own bidding. And then right. there's some good stuff in there, like when uh, – like the wasp, she gets trashed real hard. There's some stuff they could really make intense. You know what I mean? Um, I, I still, I really want to see Magneto in the new, uh, as because like, he's my favorite, right? Like I like him better than Wolverine actually now, just and better than Spider-Man, just because of his story. And I would just, it, and being an adult now, the only, like the Spider-Man movies you can tell are for kids. You know, there's a lot of school stuff in there, a lot of college stuff. And I do yeah. find myself when they are in the school scenes kind of drifting off a bit. I got to admit, I got to admit, um, so this would be a good one to keep a little more. The Secret Wars, you know, really hit it that way. Um, I, would I wonder if they've that, even thought of that. They, they can't be just you and I geeking off on that. Like they've got to, they've had to have had that meeting of like, how the yeah. fuck are we pulling this off? Right. Like, like, like how are over, we all going over all the big things that happened? Like the Phoenix was a huge event and they've done that to death. Right. Yeah. And not properly. Uh, the Infinity Gauntlet was a huge event. Like they just replaced a few people because the X-Men and Silver Surfer weren't in there. Um, what else? And then, and then uh, oh, and then the WandaVision, man, they took that right out of the West Coast Avengers comics. Yeah. Except for Magneto showed up at the end, right? Yeah. And said, oh, you're my daughter. And oh, that, that was so cool. So I, I still want to see that. Um, the biggest thing I want to see, just because I'm kind of curious how well they're going to do it is Magneto um, and the X-Men. I got like Fantastic Four to me. My opinion on the Fantastic Four is it should be easy. These are the, these are the original, the original family of Marvel. Just, redo what they what stan lee and jack kirby did man that's that is the seed that planted it all you don't screw with that 
my gosh, like, and Dr. Doom, what, what just make him look the way he did. Don't change Dr. Doom. He lost his mother. He tried to get into black magic. You know, Mephisto comes involved. He's so smart. He's so jealous. It's so vain. You know what I mean? Like um, off the beginning, he had a small little scar on his face, but he was so vain that he covered his whole face because of it. All he had to do was grow his hair down a little bit, but he's so vain. Like that's what, to me, Fantastic Four is easy to write, but easy movie wise to do. Um, same with Spider-Man, in my opinion, just because his rogues gallery is so huge. X-Men. There's so many X-Men. Right. I, I can't keep up with I, I can't buy the X-Men anymore because I pick up an issue and I'm like, I don't have a clue, dude, what's going on. Right? Well, it's tricky. Um, to, yeah. I mean, it's always been that changing team, right? Like I go back and I'll think of like a, a limited series, like a long shot. Oh Art, yeah. Art Adams again. Right. And like, yes. I think that, that was one of the reasons why I liked that series, but, and then you kind of get into it and then he was in the series for a little bit as well. And mm-hmm. you know, it's just such an always, it's a, always influx comic book then it's tricky to keep up if you don't always month to month and the stories are so uh entangling you know what yeah. i mean like uh they, they all moved to the the, the Kraken or croken uh island there where they ex giant size started off right right but anyway so they went to that <laughs> island for a while yeah and everybody was all the mutants were friends right there was no evil mutants and good mutants they all came together right and it was kind of like the mutants against the humans but i couldn't keep up with it dude so i don't know what happened there yeah. But um, I, yeah, I, Secret Wars, I was going to say that because that's from our era. That was another one of the big ones, right? It was Secret Wars. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites was Contest of the Champions as well. Oh, yeah. And we kind of saw that in Thor, Thor yeah. Ragnarok, right? Which was, oh, my gosh, that was played so well. Both those guys, the Collector and, and the Grandmaster were just played amazing. And um, is there a better movie than Watchmen? Oh, that is great. And again, just like the comic, right? Like just... Like- so good justice man yeah yeah so that, good again very adult right like so adult you know there's you can't have kids watching oh, that yeah, no no no, no see, that's why that those are the ones that elevate for me right are the ones that are like that are a little more adult uh the boys was great it was a really good series i i, I can't wait for that that new one to mm-hmm. come out there mm-hmm. um did you how about the daredevil series on uh on netflix i thought it was okay i wasn't blown away by it same for the punisher i thought it was okay uh same for the uh the Iron Fist. Uh, looks like you paused. <laughs> oh no, I'm back. Uh, there, there, you're back again. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think that like none of them, like the the, the defenders. You know, it's another one that I thought was okay. It didn't blow me away. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, back to back to the Fantastic Four. I don't mm-hmm. think they've done a good Fantastic Four movie yet, and like, and that's a shame because, like you say, that's the original, right? It should be so easy to do. Like again, like you mentioned the you mentioned the Watchmen just. Redo that template, man. Just yeah. put your view on the camera shots and, and get the proper actors in there, you know? And yeah, yeah. yeah Fantastic Four should be really easy. They fly off, they get the, the rays, they come back. The mole man comes from the, you know, from underground. The mole man, just, yeah. Yeah, and you start your story. Maybe tease Dr. Doom at the end, right? Or something, or have him, the mysterious guy on his own in, in Latveria. And again, having him be royalty. So he's immune. Like he, he can go and do stuff and just, oh, I'm leaving the States right now. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. I'm a monarch. I can do whatever I want. Kind of like Black Panther, right? Right. So that's another great element. Of, like, how, how can you not write a good Doctor Doom? It's all there. It's Just Google it. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? Doctor Doom. And, and, and read about him. If you cannot make a good character out of that what's in front of you, man, then you shouldn't be making movies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up real quick here. I do hey, want to talk quickly about uh, uh, binge watching and stuff. Like, what are you... Before I get to what you're binge watching right now, yeah, are, are you were you a fan of the the Game of Thrones? 
And if so, oh, I I didn't. Did, oh, okay. Oh, really? I did, my wife was watching. Was all over it, and Dude, I I'm here it. and there. I was here and there. Um, there was like uh, the gentleman that played uh the Mandalorian there, his character. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he fought that great big guy, Mountain. Yeah. Um, see, I, I was in and out. I was in and out. So sorry. So what was your question? About? Uh, and I was going to say, if you watched it, what did you think of the ending? Oh, yes. Um, you didn't see the ending probably then. I, I is... didn't buy in enough. Dude, I did see the it. ending. I, I, um, I My wife was really disappointed. Um, I guess a lot of the actors were too, huh? It, yeah, man. Apparently it caused like a ruckus on set. So And, th- and that was new material correct from that wasn't from the book they just kind of yes new Mm -hmm. see that's kind of like what happened to me with walking dead is uh kirkman did less and that other gentleman that i can't remember his name did more and it really just started falling apart for me which was unfortunate that's another one where they kept it close enough that even the readers were like oh man what are they going to do with this guy how are they going to change this and when they did you were like oh bravo 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 that was well done right you know and then they started doing things like killing off carl was like okay you're killing off carl that doesn't make any sense at all it's like well, no. th- this has to be something behind the scenes with the actors because this does not make any sense at all. Right to the purest, you know. Again, it goes back to that like the, the X Men. Uh, it's tough to watch X Men if you know the chronological comic book. It's hard I to love, watch that shit. I want to see just the Beast, Angel, Iceman, Marvel Girl, and Cyclops, man, just in their blue and yellow suits. I and, would love and, to see that. And like, wouldn't it be cool to see like the go underground and do the Morlocks and all that, right? Oh, like, the Morlocks. That was another great series, right? Huge, um, I, that was when I actually the- started really getting into it. And then I got into the back issues to get me back to 121. Okay. So yeah. you remember when uh, Angel was kidnapped there? Yeah. And, uh, well, and Warren Kitty- uh, Worthington the third. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they had him pinned up and they took off his pin feathers so he couldn't fly. And as a kid reading that going, whoa, that, what? that yeah. is dastardly. Oh, and then you see Warren and then you feel that when you can read a comic and feel bad for the character, like if you can't portray that in a movie, but you can in a comic book. Wow. You know, you're, you're wrong. People are doing the movie maybe. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. So what, what are you binging right now then? So right now, the funny thing is, is I'm binging old ECW wrestling. <laughs> I love old ECW wrestling, man. That stuff. Cause it's all, it's almost like superhero comic book stuff. Right. Yeah, um, totally. And further to that, of course, I'm watching, uh, I'd watched the bad batch last night. I'm trying to watch invincible a little bit of that. Um, didn't oh, yeah, really grab me. It's yeah. It didn't good. really grab me off the hop, but as Brent says, I, as I tell everybody watch more than the beginning there, Chris, you know what I mean? Like go yeah, it, it gets pretty, it gets pretty ruthless. It gets pretty violent. Yeah. So it's a, off, it's off the it's beginning. Those... It seemed pretty standard to me. You know, the sun, wants to be the superhero and the dad and that kind of thing it seemed pretty standard but it's kirkman so it's it's gotta be good like he's again another guy who i really respect is Robert yeah kirkman. i'm trying to do what like i'm using the kirkman uh, steps with my comic book is what i'm hoping to do i would love to work for image man i'd be like be a dream of mine to work for todd mcfarlane are you kidding me that'd be just great right so that's kind of what I'm, I'm doing is following in in todd's footsteps and kirkman's footsteps trying to the comic there but yeah binge watching you know anything star wars anything new disney wise like i loved wandavision i thought that was fantastic i really yeah really same. Enjoyed the, the wandavision for me the first episode i was like what the what is going on here man what is yeah, happening yeah. told and, and i, I wanted know that. If i like it you know i know i kind of wanted that though right because i didn't i didn't want it to be all set out for me you know what i mean like um like like falcon winter soldier was pretty straightforward yeah um you know it, it was kind of like uh, brett and i were, were joking that it was kind of like marvel's uh uh, what's the need for speed or whatever that's with the two dudes oh yeah 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 
uh, Fast and the Furious. It, it was like a Fast and the Furious <laughs> bro kind of flick. Like, yeah, we're going to take. And so, you know, um, but, uh, and that was, as I mentioned, the acting was a little, uh, it was some low parts in there for me. But yeah. uh, I'll binge, I, I binge watch, I'll still binge watch Falcon if it came on again. But yeah, dude, wrestling, ECW, ECW. Mm. Did you ever watch wrestling at all? I, I watched the WWE and then into the, or I guess WWF into the WWE. Yeah, I watched it religiously, man. Like Hulk Hogan and Ricky the yes. Dragon Steamboat and, you know, Andre the Giant and all those so Coco Beware and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, with the bird and everything. That's what I'm watching is yeah. ECW right now, but I was doing a lot. Like I went through and did, watched all the old WrestleManias and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Just, just all the young stuff I used to like when I was younger. You know, like I got, uh, there's the belt right beside me right there. I got the. Oh, nice. The plastic belt right there. Yeah. What is that uh, the intercontinental stuff. or what is that? No, that's the world one, man. That is the heavyweight wrestling championship. <laughs> nice. You yeah. Like the, the, the British Bulldogs. I was a huge fan of as a kid. Yeah. Uh, and then, dude, and then you see the stories behind the scenes on them. Yeah. That's it's crazy. I'm, I've had a lot my... of wrestler like Jake, the snake's been on uh hillbilly Jim has been on on your show. Uh, yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I try to get on as many as I can. Right. Because I'm a fan. Right. So. And their stories are fantastic. It's like their stories are amazing, man. The the rock stars have stories, too. But I find it again because I was I was in there and I was out there. Some of them seem a little pompous. Yeah, I drank this and I did that. And he's I was hanging out with Ozzy, you know, and then the the wrestlers like, oh, my God, I did this. And and then (laughs) I was told I did this, but I had to do it because I I threw my shoulder out. So, you know, there's like, just take a couple of these pills and drink this. And they're not bragging about it, per se. They're just saying, oh, shit, man, this is what we had to do. Right. So it's it's a survival thing. You know what I mean? Like they're not going home to these mansions. They're going home to like maybe their wife and their one kid in like in a duplex. Some of these guys. Right. So it's so interesting to see the different sides of it. But those guys have great stories. Oh, man. You know, that's the thing. Almost everybody has that story. Like if you can dig deep enough, you can find out somebody's story. You know, it's all about listening and asking the right questions. Right. Mm, Totally agree pretty oh, exciting man hey it's nice to meet you oh uh, dude to- so, thanks so much for having me on the show man i'm sorry i, I missed you a couple times here yeah not at all a, not at all saying, man uh, we my, gotta... I, had, I had my dog he was almost 19 wow and he just he just passed we he just passed, passed. yeah we yeah, had him on uh yeah the vet had him on five years ago the vet had him on uh steroids and he was dying and i said well what about cbd oil oh no don't do that don't do that so i grow my own because my wife's a, a cancer survivor and i have anxiety so cbd is perfect for my family and man i grew like trees of it i make my own oil and i'll tell you todd my dog went from not being able to walk to going all over the place but his eyes were going yes dude i religiously take that stuff religiously yeah it's It's so good good for you you. my mom too her knees like she has trouble getting them down the stairs so we got her the cream and i make her the the oil that she takes in the morning under her tongue with her coffee yeah she's like oh my gosh chris i can get up and move around it's like yay nice right on. Yeah, yeah yeah nice. so yeah so sorry about that but uh he no. the dogs it's all fine we took care of him about an hour man and he's in the backyard under a great big stone so oh he's nearby yes yes right on yes right so on. I'm, I'm good we're cool with it now but thanks uh, for having me on the show man i really appreciate it yeah it's really nice to i yeah. love that uh i i knew that we'd be able to, to get along because of just the comic book thing alone but you know getting into further stuff too is pretty awesome man my um, problem is talking less not talking more like people <laughs> say, are you gonna be able to talk for this long it's like <laughs> no, i'll be all right <laughs> wait for it <laughs> i know right then and when you talk with me it's like yeah, yeah you ever talk on the radio before like you know i'm, <laughs> I'm definitely one, uh, also that um H- well, you gotta M- come over on our show you gotta come over on our show sometime soon a- anytime man anytime that'd be great yeah, so uh, i have the hm music 
HM Music and Art School, or studio yep. it's called now. Um, I have uh, Machete Comics. We have an Etsy page for our work. We have a Patreon page. And that's just, if you go to Patreon, put in Machete Comics, you'll find us. If you go to Etsy, put in Machete Comics, you'll find us. If you put Chris Machete in Google, you will have a page full of stuff. Um, <laughs> I've got a YouTube channel that uh, some of my videos have like, you know, uh, 80,000 views on my guitar lessons and stuff. Nice. Um, I have a lot of, it wouldn't seem like I do because I move so quick, but I have a lot of patience for helping kids and adults who are beginners at things. I love teaching beginner guitar lessons. And that's who I cater to on my YouTube channel for the guitar lessons. And it does really, really well. So you can find, as I say, just put Chris Machete in Google, man, because I'm on Twitter, I'm on TikTok, I'm yeah. on Instagram, I'm on yeah, Facebook, yeah. you know, you'll find me, you'll find kids on the escalator with it. <laughs> awesome, dude. Yeah. Have a great, uh, have a great rest of your day. And uh, I guess oh. we'll, we'll see you online. We'll talk to you soon, Todd. We're gonna have you on our show ASAP. Do it anytime. Okay, buddy. Okay, bye. Take care. The Toddcast podcast on ToddHancock.ca.